You are now listening to Trillionaires, a race ahead. Great recession did not affect everyone in the same way. A new report shows that the wealth gap between whites, blacks, and Hispanics are the widest they've been since the government started keeping track 25 years ago. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Trillionaires, a race ahead, a podcast that explores how racism, politics, and economics all contribute to the racial wealth divide in America. I'm your host, Danny Blue, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode four. I'm super excited because this was probably the most fun I've ever had recording an episode so far this season. It's a it's a little different from the previous episodes in the sense that I had someone ask me a question after episode three, like, damn, I understand now that integration wasn't great for us, but what do you think we can do to make change? And it took a lot of, of thinking, a lot of research, and I put it all together in 25 minutes for y'all to to criticize me about, <laughs> to to comment on, and hopefully it'll provide some dialogue and change change your minds a little bit. So I hope you enjoy it, man. As always, you can stay up to date with the show by following us at Trillionaires Pod on IG. Be sure to rate and review the show, man. But let's get into episode four. But on the other side, blacks don't have to be have every black to participate with them. Get as many as you need as you can get your hands on and start to practice in group economics. And see it because see, economic power, economic prosperity flows from the group. Doesn't make any difference how well one black does or what in terms of acquiring wealth and money. It's not what one individual has it on, it's what the group owns and controls. So we know what's happened. I took you on a a timeline of events from indentured servitude, slavery, um, Reconstruction, sharecropping, Jim Crow, segregation, the integration, now present day. What can the black community do to start to make significant progress in America? What mistakes have we made that we can learn from in this generation to move forward? Well, first, I think it's important for us to realize what race is and how it connects to uh, the larger economy as a whole and how the only way to make progress as a quote-unquote race is through economics. So race, as we've been taught, is about someone not like you because of the color of your skin. And on a surface level, that's true. But on a deeper level, race is a group phenomenon. It's about races or groups of people that are competing against other races or groups of people for the ownership and control of resources. That's what race is. That's what that's what racism is, is that is that practice. So you have the dominant white society that is has historically been in control of all the wealth and power and resources in America. Then you have Hispanics who have surpassed blacks already in wealth. 
and they've only been here for 50 to 60 years. And then you have blacks who've been here the longest, have fought in every war, but yet statistically own less than 2% of the wealth in this country. And yet we've been here for 400 plus years. So what can we do about it? The reason why slavery, Jim Crow, um, 40 Acres and a Mule, the Homestead Act, segregation, the reason why all these things were so important, especially slavery, because slavery laid the foundation for how each generation after it would, would act, would raise children, um, would teach, etc. And what whites did with slavery was they took away our identity as a group. They knew they knew the game. The game is to work together as a group and make sure that you own and control resources as a group so that you can exert that control over other groups to get what you want. And to benefit off of it. And by subconsciously separating us, you had the field Negro, you had the house Negro separated. That that created a division amongst ourselves. We already had lost our language. We had lost our religion. We lost our names. We didn't know the land. And then you continue to separate us and dehumanize us by breaking up our families and separating us through color. So now you see in 2019, colorism is still rampant in the black community, all because of something that happened 400 years ago. So the, the thinking, the mindset has, has been passed and passed and passed and passed and passed and passed on to each generation, and it's time that it stops. If we want to make any progress, our minds have to be re educated, reprogrammed to think black first. Colorism has got to end. We can't look at someone else and, and criticize them for how light or how dark their skin is and not see them as someone who shares in the same fight as us. Do you see whites walking around saying, oh, you pale, you pale uh, white person. Oh, you are so tan. You're not like us. Oh, that's a that's a that's a pale that's a pale face. Do you see Asians saying, "Oh, you a dark skinned Asian? I'm a light skinned Asian." Like Hispanics, yeah, you have some the 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 Hispanic colorism comes with the mixture with black. So we breathe that into another community. And until we can see other black people as being valuable, as being beautiful, and want as being one. We are all one. We have different hues, we have different shapes, we come in different sizes, different skin complexions, but we are foundational black Americans that built this country, that built the wealth of this country. The house Negro, and the field Negro, both were important. Both were enslaved. 
Both were not free. We both struggled the exact same. So step one for us to make progress as a people is to become united as a people. It's, it, it, there, is, there is no other answer before that. We have to reprogram our minds to see black and all its shades as beautiful. To see other black people as brothers, sisters, as people that are, are unified in the fight against oppression. If we don't see that, how can we make any progress when racism is a is a group face phenomenon? We can't be separated trying to fight racism. We have to be united, period. After we can see beauty in ourselves, see beauty in people that look like us and really start to 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 work together and unify as a group. The next step is practicing group economics. Something that every other race of people do. They support theirs first before anyone else. Jewish people, Hispanic people, whites, Asians, they all practice group economics. Meaning they start businesses, they employ their own, they get the supplies needed from their business for their, from people that look like them. They sell to people that look like them so right there, that's money bouncing five times before it goes, before it sees anybody else. For us to make any type of change, we need to have a strong economic base in which we can depend on our own community and not any other community. Right now, statistics have shown that out of every dollar in income a black person earns, they spend 98 cent of it with people that do not look like them. Only two cents out of every dollar is being put back into black hands. If we continue that trend, we will never make any progress in America. We'll be sitting here for another 50 years when I'm 70, 80 years old talking about the same thing. We need to work together. But nobody has ever, nobody has ever, have, has ever had the platform and used their platform significantly enough to talk about this. You don't see, you don't see people like Jay-Z, Beyonce, uh, all the entertainers that, that, that society puts on blast to show you how much progress has been made. Obama as well. How much progress has been made with black communities? We've had a black president. We got black billionaires. But why are 35% of black people living below the poverty line? Another 34% are right at the poverty line, meaning they live in paycheck to paycheck. So why is over 70% of black folks either poor or, or a paycheck away from being, paycheck away from being poor and we making progress. In 400 years, we still own damn near the same amount of wealth as we did when we were free from slavery. How was that progress? And Martin and Malcolm tried to talk about this towards the end of their lives, and this was largely, in my opinion, why they were killed. 
Not only were they going to bring formal charges against the United States government for its treatment of black people to the United Nations, but they also were starting to work together. History books don't tell you that. They like to tell you that they were, they were, they were rivals, but towards the end of their lives, they were starting to work together and starting to unite not only black people, but poor people and talking about the importance of group economics and fighting against capitalism. And that's what got them killed because their platforms were too large. And now everyone else with the platform has been scared to, to talk about it. So you see all the black TV shows that are on VH1 having us look stupid. You see rappers with, with chains and cars, Floyd Mayweather, a bunch of money. Jay-Z's a billionaire. But yet the majority of black people are sitting here either poor or living paycheck to paycheck. That's not progress. That's a few getting in and not giving, giving a F about the rest. We've had this, this mindset in our community of, well, if I can get out, if I can make it out the hood, you can too. Why are you even trying to make it out the hood? If you're going to make it, if, if you want to make it out the hood so bad, at least get back and rebuild the hood so it's not a hood anymore. We want to glorify the hood as if it's, a, if it's a badge of honor. Do you do you see do you see any other group glorifying the struggle that they go through and not doing a damn thing about it? You don't see anybody else doing that but us. We use we use getting out the hood as a badge of honor for success. As if saying, forget the people that's there that's struggling that look like me. I made it out. I'm special. It's a mindset shift. And I hope I hope y'all understanding and stress. And I'm stressing this in a way that which you can get it. It's a mindset shift that has to happen first. I didn't always have this mindset. I was a person that grew up, that went to school, learned about Martin Luther King. I, I, I loved Martin Luther King. But I was only taught some things about Martin Luther King. Of course, I have a dream, all this stuff. My friend Martin, the movie, great movie. But yet, school made Malcolm X seem like a radical, a rebel, a villain. And it wasn't until I got to college and I took an African-American studies class and started to read his autobiography, study his speeches, study more about the speeches that, that Martin wrote and performed. When I started to realize, like, I wasn't taught about uh, all these different perspectives. And why is that? It's a reason. They don't want you to know your true power. They don't want you to know your real history. Because when you do, if you knew your true history, every person would sound like I do right now. Wake up. Wake up. We have to change the way we see each other and we have to start to work together. We dominate every single arena of society. We dominate entertainment. We dominate athletics. We dominate fashion. We dominate music. Why can't we not dominate economically? We're the smartest people. We're the most inventive people. We run the culture. Why can we not 
dominate economically. We can. It's just a mindset shift. When you have a conversation with someone and tell them to support black businesses, the first thing that you hear them say, oh, they usually charge too much or um, the service is bad. They use those excuses. Like you've never had bad service at Waffle House? IHOP? You never had gone into a department store, had someone not even acknowledge your presence because you were black, but yet you continue to go there and then we'll get treated poorly at a white store and think that, oh, we gonna get them. I'm about to drop so much money in the store, you gonna make sure you respect me. Are you serious? Do you so, look how dumb you look. You just had someone dehumanize you, not even acknowledge you, and you say, you know what? I'ma spend X amount of dollars in, them st- in their store to show them. Yeah, you really showed them a big commission check. That's what you showed them. The reason why black businesses are usually more expensive is because they're underfunded. It's hard for them to get capital. If they had people supporting them, they could lower their prices. And the majority of black businesses are only one person working, one person employed. So if the service is bad, they're spread very thin. Have some empathy. And start to ask questions or maybe if you see a a black business where you can add some value to and say, hey, man, you know, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. Why why, why don't I help you with that? Why why can't we work together? You you got a great product here. But you're only missing these these couple things that could take you to the next level. Let's work together. It doesn't always have to be about money. Why not just work, work together to help build that business up? And then when it gets built up, then they can pay you. Or you can even use that as a case study to to build your own business and become a consultant and help other businesses. You see, you just see how how the thinking, it's just a change in thinking. Instead Instead of criticizing a black business, offer suggestions, offer help, offer a lending hand. We need it. We can no longer use that as an excuse. If you can criticize, you can add value to that business. Period. If you can criticize, then help me. You black, I'm black, let's help each other, let's work together. That is the attitude of every other group. We don't have it. And why is that so important is because until we have an economic base, nothing will change. We've blindlessly voted for hun- I don't, hundreds of years for Democrats. Maybe, maybe 60, 70 years for Democrats. Before then, it was Republicans. But we've blindly supported liberal Democrats who have done nothing for us. And the reason why they have not done anything for us is I'm going to tell you. Without an economic base, we're not able to contribute to politicians and their electoral campaigns. Politics is a quid pro quo system, meaning I wash your back, you wash mine. You give me something, I give you something. Why do you think immigration reform is such a hot topic right now? Hispanics have already surpassed us in wealth. They have strong family communal values. They work together. They build businesses in their community. 
their best and brightest are able to pull together resources and say, listen, um, uh, President such and such, um, here's $3 million towards your campaign, but I'm going to need you to handle this immigration thing that's going on. I'm going to need you to pass DACA to make sure that my cousins and aunts that come over here and have children, they're able to gain uh, citizenship rights. They're able to be protected. Why do you think that's such an important issue? That you think that just came out of uh, out of a lot of people making noise and 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 marching? Do you have you ever seen Hispanics marching, saying Hispanic lives matter for DACA? I haven't. No, they do it the right way. They understand the game. Build economics. Use your economics to pay off these politicians to make sure your issues get addressed. And next election cycle, you will have more than likely DACA being passed. Why do you think so many gay gay rights changes have happened in the last uh, few years? Because that is a separate subset uh, of the society that bands together, works together, and and contributes to campaigns to say, look, we we need these issues addressed. We can't be we can't be the loud marching. No, we've we've tried it. We've tried marching for for 50, 60 years and it hasn't led to nothing. Our schools are more segregated now than ever before. Economic mobility is stagnant in the black community. That means if your mother's poor, she has you. It's a highly likelihood that you're going to be poor, too. And then you know what? When you have a kid more than likely they're going to be poor too. That's what economic mobility is. It's much harder if you're born poor and black in America to get to the point where you're truly middle class or upper middle class. So what is what progress have we made? None. Because this hasn't been the message that's been told to you and that's why this is why I'm this is why I want to do this episode. We are the generation that can make change. We are the most educated. We have access to technology. We're more connected than ever before. It is up to us to make change. It's simple. First, change your mindset towards black people and black businesses. Practice group economics, meaning think black first. When you need a haircut, think black first. When you're hungry, think about a black restaurant, black grocer first. We need to go to the dentist. Think about a black dentist first. We need to go to the doctor. Think about a black doctor first. When you need a car, think about a black car dealer first. So on, so forth. Hair care products, go to a black company. Stop giving these agents all your money. When you need your nails done, go to a black nail salon. Hair done, go to a black beautician. Don't say there are none because there are. You just don't want to do the work because you don't value black people enough to Google and do a little extra research to find someone near you that is black, that that services your needs. Yeah, it's easy to just go to the white, go to the white community, go to the, go to the Asian community to get what you need. It's easy. They've made it easy because they're in our neighborhoods. But the, the way we get them out is to stop supporting them and start supporting our own. Forget all this kumbaya. We got to play the game. Everybody else been playing the game. It's 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 over. We've been we've been played enough. 
It is time for us to get in the game and play it better than everybody else. And I guarantee you when we do that, uh, the, the, the black black history in America will be rewritten and we will be the generation that is responsible for that. Change your mind. Practice group economics. Stop criticizing black businesses and start to help black businesses. And then once we do that, once we build our economic base, then politics can come into the picture. Because us blindlessly voting without any type of economy as a group will lead to nothing. Your vote means nothing without any economics back behind it. Nothing. And until a politician has an agenda that is specific for black folks, meaning I don't want to hear nothing about no minorities. I don't want to hear nothing about people of color. I want you to know, I want to know what are you doing for black people in America, foundational black Americans. What are you doing for us? What are you doing for us 45 million black Americans in your agenda? What, what, do you, what issues are you going to address for us? And we can't do that until we get an, econo- an economy. Period. So I would say don't vote. Until, the, until somebody has an agenda that's specific to you, don't vote. And we don't need to be voting anyway until we can get steps one, two, and three <laughs> handled. I know it may be radical. I'm passionate. I truly believe that we can make a change. And I hope that I can unite people that are listening to my voice behind this. As always, man, black love does not equal hate. That's all I got. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blow it. They tell me hustle, dumb it down, you might confuse them. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. 